We talked the other day about um, binding the sacrifice to the altar and uh, we just referenced it at the end of, uh, I think it was after we finished recording the podcast, but um, it comes from a scripture in Psalm 118. It talks about binding the sacrifice to the horns of the altar and it was talking about David bringing a lamb that was alive and binding it to the altar. And um, it's a great reference of us being a living sacrifice that's referred to in the New Testament. Um, obviously, if you're putting a, a lamb on the altar, it's going to run off. And um, so that was why it needed to be bound to the altar. But the Bible talks as well about us having things bound around us. And um, it talks about that in, in Proverbs 3. It says, let not love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favour and high esteem in the sight of God and of man. Now, we can look at faithfulness and what that means. I think the best description of faithfulness, other than the fact that you have to be full of faith in order to have faithfulness, is faithfulness can be seen as this, a consistent pattern of integrity. There was a guy that we used to CrossFit with. You know Alward, he names everybody. <clears throat> this guy he called Neckbeard the Pirate, for obvious reasons, because he had a neckbeard. And um, this guy was always at CrossFit. We would always see him there. He was consistent. He was faithful at CrossFit. He also had a very large stomach. And we would also consistently see him somewhere else, and that was in Starbucks. And he would be there, usually after CrossFit, we'd walk past and see him, and he would have the world's largest pastry and the world's largest iced coffee with cream on top. He was faithful to Starbucks, and he was faithful to CrossFit, therefore he had a stomach, because it didn't work. And you know, the Bible says you can only have one master. You can't be faithful to God and money, but neither can you be faithful to CrossFit and Starbucks. The two don't work together. And so we need to choose our faithfulness. <coughs> and um, in the marriage vows, there's a great reference to that. It says, forsaking all others, be faithful to you only as long as we both shall live. And that's a great picture, um, forsaking all others. You cannot be faithful to Starbucks and CrossFit. You cannot be faithful to God and money. You have to choose. You have to choose. And so... Um, a consistent pattern of integrity, of choice of faithfulness. So let them uh, not forsake you, bind them around your neck. What is the neck? What is a reference to the neck? The neck is a place of display. I wear this necklace that I would gave me on my 35th birthday and I never take it off. It is something that I'm really proud of. It means a tremendous amount to me. It's something I want on display. It's a symbol of Alward's love of me, it's a symbol of, um, it's a beautiful thing. And when we display something, when we bind it round our neck, it's in a place of display. And so when it talks about love and faithfulness, they should be displayed. Yeah, LL has a towel around his neck. I'm really not sure where to go with that analogy. <laughs> but we need love and faithfulness to be on display in a place of pride in our life. It's something that we should have pride and esteem in is to show love and to show faithfulness. That needs to be something on display in our lives. And they need to be bound around our neck. They'll fall off if they're not bound, right? Bind them around our necks. Um, 
and then write it on the tablet of our hearts. Remember the reference when it talks about the tablet of your heart. Where was God's commands and promises written before? They were written on tablets of stone. But here in Proverbs 3, God's referring to Solomon and saying, Bind them around the t- uh, write them on the tablets of your heart. So instead of tablets of stone, it goes on the tablets of your heart. It becomes your identity, who you are. When, some, when a tattoo is placed on you, it, it marks you, right? This very, very reference of a tattoo is it's something that marks and stamps you. It's on you. It's part of your identity. And to have, have love and faithfulness written on the tablets of our heart. It's our identity. It's carved identity markers. And we gain favor with God and with man. If there's someone that we know, and I'm sure we all have people like this in our lives who are inconsistent, we know we can't rely on them. We know that we can't put trust in them because sometimes they'll turn up on time. Other times they'll say, oh, just not 10 more minutes. And you know full well that will mean one more hour. And so you set your expectation where they have shown faithfulness. They faithfully turn up, but they faithfully turn up a lot later than they say they're going to. So that's where you place your expectation. We gain favor and esteem with God and man when we show consistent faithfulness and love. I remember um, a song that was really big. Oh, I'm aging myself. When we were growing up and it was by DC Talk. You might have heard it. Hopefully you have. And I'm not super old, but it was love is a verb. Uh, love is an action love is a doing word it isn't grammatically correct to say that and actually it isn't love is not an action it's shown in action but love is a state love is an identity and um, it's who God is his identity is love and as believers and as people who are choosing consistent faithfulness, it should be our identity also. And our actions come out of that state of identity. The Bible says that the love of Christ compels us. That's where the action comes from. Compulsion means to do something. You're forced to do something. That's what compulsion means. Mm. And you do that by what? The love of Christ. That's what makes that action come out. Yeah. And faithfulness always releases favor. We look at um, constant references in the word of God. I'm reminded of the Shunammite woman, the woman who lost her son, and then he was brought back to life by Elisha through the power of God. Um, He then, uh, I think it's three or four chapters later, he says to her, leave, and it says, according to the word of the man of God, she left until he told her to return. She left her land and all her inheritance until he told her it's time to come back. She presents herself to the king, and the king says, don't just give her her land back, but all of the money that was earned on that land during her absence. Faith released favor. She received favor because she'd walked in faith. And as we are faithful, as we walk in obedience, that's where the favor of God is released upon our lives. So in loving God, and in loving people, the two most important rules that Jesus said. All of the law is summed up in these things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. And love your neighbour as you love yourself. Thus you fulfil all of the law. And so as we do those things, let's remember to bind his faithfulness and his <coughs> love around our neck. 
and write it on the tablets of our heart.